Buenos Nachos Amigos, and welcome to K-Pop Break Weekly, aka Halijuku. I'm Pretty Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me is the is the Merlin man to my Leo Laporte. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Brandon Cooper, aka King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? Okay. <laughs> no, no uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I mean, I had this whole bit with a candle, but I already. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so the new week, a new, a new, new set of music and new stories for us to discuss, which I'm super excited about because we got some actual good music this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last couple of weeks, it's been a struggle because you're, you, it's, an, it's the transitional period, you know. Yeah. It's where you're trying to figure out who you really are. Um. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just I'm just excited for this week's uh, music and stories a little bit. There are some stories I'm not so excited about, <laughs> yeah, but we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. This, let's just be warned. Uh, this is gonna be another another episode where we rant about YG. It's just right off the bat. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we just have some thoughts. So shit we'll, went down. We'll let you know when you can turn the podcast off. <laughs> That comes later in the headlines. Let's just talk about some music. Uh, we talk, yeah. Of course, like we start off every episode, we talk about what's new. Uh, mostly talking about music, but, you know, sometimes other things, but mostly music. It's just what's new, what's going on, what's caught our attention this week. Cass, yeah, man. what's caught your attention this week? What's new? <gasps> Um, so not a lot of stuff caught my attention. I will say, I will say this just kind of as a pre going into this, um, really, really, really enjoying the stuff that Chancellor's putting out, but I'm not going to start there. I'm going to start with B1A4, uh, with their song called a lie, uh, which I actually super duper in like this song. It's, it's in a style that I don't generally like, but there's just kind of, something about it that the way it builds upon itself um and the, the way the guys kind of hit their notes there are some things that i don't, I don't like kind of some of the the progression changes in the song at, as much but i don't know it's still kind of an enjoyable fun fun song from the boys from b1a4 who i don't really talk about a lot because they don't always hit on my radar that much but they're a really good boy group um and they're definitely worth checking out if you haven't heard them before. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like low key one of the most consistent boy groups out there. <laughs> like, uh, mm-hmm. like as far as like uh, good quality songs. Like, uh, and I think every, from everything I've heard from them, uh, and now this is a good like this is definitely a ballad. It's definitely kind of a thematic yeah. of the season, uh, but it actually has like uh, some. Te- it actually has some tempo to it. Uh, it isn't just, it isn't just about a bunch of, uh, emotional caterwauling, you know, it is, it has some, uh, it's cool. It's well-written and, and it has good tempo and a good, uh, feel to it. Um, and the video is really nice and the cinematography is really nice and, uh, yeah. and, and yeah, it has some good visuals. Um, yeah, it's a cool song. Uh, I definitely enjoy this, uh, latest offering from Balasa. Uh, it can't be one A four. Yep, I did as well. So I did as well. Um, all right. So moving on from there is another song by Chancellor. He's kind of just been uh doing work. Um, and this one is called Surrender, featuring Lynn. And I really like this one for it to be kind of ballady. And you know, me and PD kind of 
tend to poo-poo the ballads, but it's done in a really cool R&B style. Um, and it has kind of this jazz hip-hop sound to it. So it, it's really, really fun, really, really engaging. Um, yeah. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, like uh, it, it has uh, what it has some really nice, surprisingly authentic R and B singing, like, uh, and really good soulful singing from from Chancellor. Like it's it's it feels cool, it feels good, and uh, Lynn is really good on it. Uh, yeah, it, it's cool. Like it it just has a cool feel. It's good baby making music. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> Chancellor, uh, we talked about him last week, but we forgot to mention he's one lucky fucking bastard because he's, he's been dating NSU and Chief for two years, and it's like, god damn it, you lucky bastard. Uh, <laughs> but that's a side, that's, that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to point that out. Lucky fucking bastard. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, this is a damn good song. It is a damn good song. It's kind of a standard fair video video video. Uh, it's kind of a standard fair video uh, playing a piano, black and white, uh, really odd visuals that don't make sense at first. Um, Dead fish. But, you know, it's kind of it, it kind of goes well with the song and everything um so i i enjoy it for that and like i said like we both said the song is really good so it's definitely worth going checking out it's on one the k definitely go check that out um so this one this one i wasn't excited about this one i thought it was gonna be silly and it's silly but it's it's done so fucking well and damn it zico has won me over again so uh this is zico bermuda triangle featuring crush and dean um and i wasn't sure how it was gonna go having kind of two singers on the song um but it ends up working out really well um yeah so I don't know. I I I really enjoyed it. I I, I kind of I fucking enjoyed the progression that happens in this song so much, and I didn't think I was going to. Uh, it's such a good R and like it's such a good hip hop song. Like this is one of those things. It transcends so much to me, and I, I need to test it and and put it in front of some other people and see how they feel about it as a hip hop song. But it transcends so well to me, and it it. it his lyricism in this and his flow is just so good. And and these were things I wasn't really sure if Zico could do. And, and I'm not sure if he could do it again, but he did it really well here. <laughs> he, he can do it. He can do it. Like it's just, it's one of those I things. Know, like, I just like giving Zico shit though. Yeah. yeah it's fun. <laughs> He's capable of doing it. It's just sometimes when it just depends on what his goal is in mind. Sometimes his goal tends to lean towards being like the most YOLO swaggiest, uh, Yolo swaggy that ever Yolo swagged, uh, and 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 this this does kind of lean towards that. I mean, with the with the with the expensive watches getting to you know and and the and the the braggadociousness a little bit, uh, and and the supreme logos featuring prominently, um, and like you know and the rolls, you know, had to had that shot of the the. The fucking uh, hood ornament for the Rolls Royce hood ornament uh, popping up, you know that that, mm-hmm. that. Uh, which is fine. But I think for a good song, it uh, you can you can kind of you can let that be a good let that be part of that. Uh, it has cool style and the cinematography is really nice. Like 
the 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 look of the video is done really well and uh i mean some of it's a little um on on the nose like like how obvious the holy trinity imagery is like oh this is the holy trinity of korean r&b hip-hop like uh it's fine uh but it works well and then dean kind of having the front end and the back end to kind of like lead you in and then lead you out (laughs) like like he's the bouncer of this like music club, you know. <laughs> like he leads yeah. you in, and then like he leads you out. <laughs> like all right, it's time to leave, you know. <laughs> it's like, uh, which is really nice, and uh, yeah, this is a really cool song. It is, man. I, I so I, I, uh, so this is kind of how things work, and this is a pulling the curtain back for you guys out there. Um, like we, I always pop in the one decay to kind of look at teasers and see if i'm going to be excited about something that's coming out and i saw the teaser for this and i linked it to pd and i didn't say anything i just kind of linked it to him and then he didn't say anything so that's generally like a mm, (laughs) (laughs) for us and i think what happened is the teaser just didn't do it justice as to what this song was gonna be um and then when I finally heard it and I sat and I listened to it and I just listened to it um, and I hardly do that anymore where I just sit and listen to the song um, and I just listened to it for like, I don't know, maybe a good 10, 15 minutes. I just kept replaying it and listening to it and it's just really good. It's really well produced. It's really well put together. Uh, the whole idea, like you said, of of putting a different singer at the beginning and at the end, but then having somebody else kind of do some of the hook like you you have two different like bigger names in there with you in this really weird construct that i don't think people would normally do maybe because of personalities and it works out so well um so just really interesting and really 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 cool Mm -hmm. uh yeah zico ziaco doing this thing uh yeah i i do have to say we feel about this now. I don't know how we're going to feel about the fact that uh, the same trio is going to collaborate with Wiz Khalifa at uh, the uh, at Mama. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That's like a that's a one time thing. So I feel like you know what we, we we can let that go because it's like you know what? it's going to happen and people are going to talk about it. But then that that that's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. Hopefully, it can just be fun. I think you know what? Yeah, there's a possibility of it just being fun. For its, you know, in its own way, uh, but it's going to be very interesting. Uh, Definitely, they they have a lot of they're going to have a lot of odd cameos at Mama this year. Uh, they're going to have Wiz Khalifa. Apparently, Timbaland is doing a song with Eric Nam, like, uh, which is interesting. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of like Western. Uh, guest stars is going to going to appear at mama which is going to be hilarious uh but yeah look forward to that um but yeah uh what's uh, you know what's new with me what's caught my attention this week uh some cool stuff some, some not a lot just a couple cool songs uh this young lady by the name of cosmic girl uh aka juie like, <laughs> <laughs> yes now what well, you might not be confused and a lot of people are thinking our k-pop and the k-pop community are starting to get like confused uh cosmic girls aka uju sonya uh, uju sonya uh are are a group you know 13 members at this point uh mm-hmm. from uh starship entertainment uh they're separate 
Uh, they're Uju Sonian. So Uju, I keep saying Cosmic Boys. Uju Sonia. <laughs> uh, Uju Sonia. Uh, this is Cosmic Girl, both in English and in Korea, in Korean. Uh, and her Korean name is Cosmic Girl. <laughs> Uh, so in Korean, it's not confusing. <laughs> one's Ujusonia <laughs> and one's Cos- Cosmic Girl. In, in English, yeah. it's where it got confusing. <laughs> um, but for context, this is, uh, this is Jui, formerly of the dying, uh, ship of Theseus of K-pop that is Rania. Uh, that really should just be put out of its misery at this point because nobody cares. Uh, just let Alex, just let Alex go home and make music in a real market. Just, just whatever. Uh, Jui, of, formerly of Rania, uh, doing her own thing uh, under Cosmic Sound, which is where she got the name Cosmic Girl from. Uh, yeah. And promoting under as uh, uh, under the name Cosmic Girl. Uh, came up with a new track uh, called Don't You Worry About Me, featuring Sani, a boy, Sani. Uh, and I like it. It's a cool like R&B style song. Uh, it has a cool style to it. It has a cool sassiness to it, which I like. Mm-hmm. A little bit sassy. A little bit sassy. Um, and, and yeah, she, she performs well. She has It, it features her uh, strengths well uh, in the sense that she's like good R&B singer with a little bit of attitude and and uh, and uh, a sass is that word again uh yeah and, and it works well and even and sunny uh doesn't ruin it <laughs> sunny no sunny's sunny's good sunny's a quality guy but he he has he he, he no he's no doki i love sunny sunny's a great rapper and we talked about him a lot but he has his moments <laughs> he has his moments sometimes when he comes in and it's like damn i was hoping for good things from you and then you just disappointed me. Uh, but he he actually does a good job of providing a change of pace uh, when he comes in. Uh, and uh, good change of pace that keeps the song from getting from dragging uh, and getting too repetitive. Uh, which works well. I don't know. Well, what did you think, Kaz? Um, no, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Um, I, th- I thought it was really good. I thought it was really well done. Um I really enjoyed the the mix with Sonny in there, uh, and she can she can she can do that R and B shit, man. So it's good shit, good shit. Yeah, I like the like. I don't need you. I don't need you. Know, I'm a strong, independent woman that don't need no man. Mm-mm. Uh, Mm-mm. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, yeah, and I enjoyed it. It's good to see can uh, somebody from from you know, somebody kind of breaking out on their own and finding their own path after kind of oh, yeah, no, we always stuff. enjoy somebody like yeah. doing their own shit like yeah. it, it, it's always good that's what, i think it's why we have that love hate relationship with uh um jay park yeah because you know he, he did that he got out and did it on his own and he's successful and we we respect him for being successful but at the same time we like just kind of hating on him <laughs> Which is I, I I just like busting his chops. I just like busting his balls. <laughs> I think that's I think a lot of people in in the K-pop community just like busting Jay Park's balls. Like this is just funny, you know. Maybe occasionally call him a, calling him a fuck boy, you know. You know, kind of like how you would like you would you would you would go after your boy for doing silly shit. Yeah. Like if you see your boy doing silly shit, 
you say something. You make fun of them. And that's how something say something. Yeah. You make fun of them. Uh, <laughs> especially when it comes to Jay Park deciding to rap. Uh, but yeah, enough about Jay Park. We talk about Jay Park enough on this show. Uh, but yeah, this is a cool song. Sonny's really cool on this. Uh, but yeah, moving on, going forward. Speaking of sass, uh, Salty. Uh, going back on my Nugu alert, you know, one of the groups I think of, I've, I've talked about them when they debuted, uh, and I definitely enjoyed their debut track. Uh, Salty, uh, kind of a you know an, another group out there trying to trying to battle through the competitive world that is K-pop girl group uh, community uh, world, and I think putting out quality stuff. I like this track. This track is fun. It's it's energetic. Uh, they they look good. The 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 video is surprisingly like surprisingly cool visually. Uh, it's definitely yeah. It, it's definitely low budget, <laughs> but it doesn't. I, want, I don't know. I it does. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it feels cheap. Like if it managed to be low budget, just in the sense that it's only one set. Uh, but they they have fun with it. It's obviously just like the one set, but they they have enough and they make the most of it. Um, and yeah, it's like a dance practice video. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, it kind of it kind of has that that feel to it, but I really I enjoyed it. Um, and, and kind of it, it it's musical progression, like it, and it's such a fun hype song. Like I love the fucking beat too, man. Yeah. Um, really good production there. Yeah, and it has a cool feel to it. The colors are cool. The the and the song, yeah, it's it just the the beat is fun. The 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 different parts work well together. Uh, and it's well produced. I mean, for 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 a group that isn't from a major label and isn't that well known, it's it's well produced. And again, I like that. It's that it's more of that assassiness, you know, <laughs> that fierce girl group. That you know, it's it's a long going search for me. Uh, always finding that next strong, fierce girl group uh, to kind of take the reins. Um, you know. Uh, especially you know after what we're going to talk about in the headlines uh, and i think this is this is a quality group that i hope continues you know and hope we don't have to hear about or not hope we don't have to not hear about anything about them from for like a year and then find out that <laughs> have them come back unrecognizable uh or just not have them come back ever <laughs> you know because we know that yeah. ha- that can happen. Uh, yeah, it's happened to us a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm still, God, still pissed about the arc, GI. Yeah, one of the, the most heartbreaking moments of our <laughs> K-pop lives is those two groups. Uh, but yeah, cool things from Salty. Um, I think that's most of mostly what what is the major stuff. I'm gonna throw. I, I, there's not a lot of other stuff. So I'm just gonna talk about the the a video finally for uh, Mamamoo's track "Memory." Yeah, uh, it, it's a nice video of them kind of drawing stuff. It's a very much like a I think a, uh, supposed to be kind of a Christmas I, video. Uh, can I say I want that teapot though? <laughs> that uh, straight, just clear glass teapot, like. I, I need that in my life. Yes. Like not the electric stove because I hate electric stoves, but I yeah. like that. Yeah. What's up with that teapot though? Yeah. I need that. 
I need that. Yo, put that on my Amazon, Amazon wish list. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you if you out there are a viewer and you would like to get me something for Christmas, <laughs> spotted. Yes. <laughs> it's the only thing on my wish list. Yes. <laughs> so you only have one option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, no, no. Uh, a really good, cool song by by Mama Moo. Uh. The girl, like these girls at this point, can do no wrong in our hearts. They're they're really good. Um, good shit, good shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's it's not a, a major release. It's just a. I think this even released as a digital track before. It maybe had something mm-hmm. else, but uh, but it's just nice. It's pretty. It's holiday themed, and they it's watching them draw things. Eh, nothing major. I also like that somebody I had discovered this on the sub on the K-pop subreddit. Um, uh, they made a video kind of heralding their ability to conquer the uh, a film award audience where others were not able to before, and they set it to dramatic uh, classical music, watching like fucking uh, Girls' Generation perform, uh, and getting like stone face reaction and Wonder Girls and TVXQ, uh. And then compared it to their performance at the Blue Dragon Film Awards, in which they got all the actors to like laugh and shit and like uh, clap and 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 enjoy themselves, uh, which is cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's cool that, and it's cool that uh, it's, it's kind of hilarious that they did this whole thing. Like <laughs> they made a video of this, which is fantastic. Uh, I think it's uh, was the translations. Oh yeah, that, that yeah. <laughs> so Yamachan, uh good on you for making this video. Uh this is a fun comparison. And also if you can find a video of that performance, it's actually a pretty cool performance because they actually incorporated because it's the Blue Dragon Film Awards, they actually incorporated movie lines into their performance, like of like the people and they just name dropped people and just like it's like like and got people to laugh and it was awesome. Uh this isn't showing up on the camera well, but I just blew out this candle. <laughs> it's getting it's getting lit in here. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, dude. <laughs> All right. Um Yes. No, uh, I fucking I love Mama Moo. They they're kind of doing this like really low key ass fucking like conquering the world uh through K pop uh and music thing that I am enjoying yeah. a lot. Uh, I still have this coupon thing. And get seaweed crisps. Uh, this is a very distracted episode for us. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I'm like, I see these coupons. Ooh, coupons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, I think it's time for headlines. We got yes. to gotta dig yes. into this. But yeah, that was all for what's new. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed, it. Uh, enjoyed that. Uh, we're going to transition over to the big thing for us, which is our headlines. Uh, let me see. Is this a button? I think this is a button. Uh, <laughs> over to our headlines. So join us over there, won't you? I need to get another I need to get a replacement for my old mouse because I used to have all mm-hmm. the macros I knew where to push all the buttons by, by muscle memory but now I have to remember what the numbers are god damn it alright headlines things that happened Things that happened. We're going to talk about things that happened last week. Literally, things that happened like hours after we recorded last week's episode. (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, that's normal for us, though, because we're 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 following an industry that that is 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 outside of our time zone. So things tend to happen uh, in the wee hours for us. But those are the normal hours for them. So. Yep, and then but like it's hilarious how it happened. Like literally, like I wake up after us having recorded, and we get like boom, and then later boom. Uh, this was the biggest WTF boom. Well, not the biggest. Well, actually, no, I would say biggest because the other one wasn't surprising at all. So I would say this one was bigger. A bigger like whoa, what the hell happened? Um, Crayon Pop Soyul and Moon Hijun, uh, he of HOT to marry in February. Uh, mm-hmm. Soyul of Crayon Pop and Moon and June, formerly of HOT, have announced that they will be getting married this coming February. On a, on the 24th, Crayon Pop's agency, Crumb Entertainment, released a statement saying the couple plan to marry February of next year. However, this is definitely not a shotgun wedding. Uh, their <laughs> agencies confirmed that the two met first met in a professional capacity back in April, but began to get closer from there. Uh, Moody, June, and Soyul both personally uploaded their wedding announcement on their respective fan cafes uh moon he june's agency cohen entertainment stated whether or not moody june's wedding with soil is pregnancy related or not is a personal matter and will not be released uh that's a thing that happened because it just seems like because the the reaction is what the fuck like yeah uh, you know because it just kind of came out of nowhere because we didn't even get we didn't even know well us because us disconnected we didn't know that they were dating though there is there is uh there is reports that the that uh hot fans and crayon pomp fans like that have been to all the events kind of knew and especially like reports of them seeing like soil with like mooney june's mom in like the special vip area constantly and uh and things like that you know kind of like that where you know somebody, some two people are dating, but they haven't said anything, but you know it, like that kind of a thing, which is interesting. Uh, so like, there, there's a lot of like back and forth. There's there's the reports that kind of they they started this all started back in 2003, or they've been dating eight months, or things like that. Um, but it just definitely just feels out of nowhere. Oh, it's a different headline. Uh, feels to come out of nowhere, but. I don't know. It seems just kind of a cool story, but like, it's weird. <laughs> just, it is very weird. It is definitely, it's definitely in the odder realm of things. Um, yeah, I mean, mainly just from from being media personalities. Because I think knowing a, 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 knowing what little we know about Korean culture, not to presume too much, but uh, for them, it. it the possibility that they had been like set up on a date or something or uh they mm-hmm. agreed to like go on like a first date or something with the intent of marriage makes sense like if that was like all right let's start the goal the end goal is marriage from the very beginning makes mm-hmm. sense considering he you know considering what we know about over there and the fact that he's in his mid 30s and uh she's in her mid 20s and which might not seem old to us, but if this is a different world we're, we're talking about, even for like, uh, but yeah, this is a different world we're talking about, but it is, I think those things make sense, but they just, it just seems weird for them to apply to, to K pop singers, to, to, you know, pop singers in the world of K pop. Well, okay, so just in general, um, 
cram pop has always kind of been a different beast yeah. in itself. Um, they kind of do, they're, they're kind of in, in, in a sense, they're their own business. Yeah. Um, and they kind of exist within, without of the K-pop realm. And they don't exclusively follow all of those rules that pertain to K-pop. Whereas, you know, um, you have to, uh, y- you have to like follow the rule that, you know, you're, you're not going to date anyone while you're under contract or this, that, and the other. And like all these rules that exist in K-pop, but, n- but nowhere else. Um, and I think for them just in it of itself has just been yeah. this, uh, I don't know. It's just been very odd. Yeah. I would say, yeah, that definitely makes sense. There, there are different beats in, uh, for that regard, for, like, the dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I don't know, yeah, but it definitely even, like, even just not even thinking about them as, like, idols, quote-unquote, but thinking of them as people in, in like, entertainment. <laughs> for yeah. them to get mar- for somebody like Sol Yul, who's uh, in entertainment, to get married so young. Uh, com- you know, comparatively speaking. Uh, I mean, I mean, so so as you said, it it, it exists in an odd realm, right? Because from an entertainment standpoint, it's odd. From a Korean culture standpoint, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it really teeters on this borderline that in a in a really cool way makes Cran Pop more relatable than they already are. Yeah, uh, because. It, it exists in this realm where they they have been the, the down to earth group that is doing this thing that it's other people makes it seem out of reach, but they make it seem like a day job, right? Mm-hmm. And a good way. They make it seem like it's just a normal thing that they do um, on a day to day basis. And I think that's how they're going to, that's how they live their lives and that's how that continues. So. Does it does it in some weird way look like an entertainment marriage kind of, but does it exist in a realm where within within Korean culture that exists and that's fine? Yeah. And I think that's more of what it is. I feel like that's more of what it is, but I could be fucking wrong. So um, this is yeah. all speculation, ladies and gentlemen. I have no actual facts. Yes, <laughs> we're all just speculating. Um, yeah. We don't know anything that's going on, but they seem like ni- they seem nice. Uh like they seem to get along well, which is cool. Uh, and I can only imagine uh, having him around was a huge help for Soil in dealing with her like anxiety issues that which are a big mm-hmm. reason why she took a break. Uh, some people are trying to make it like, oh, she wasn't, she didn't have anxiety. She had morning sickness and she was pregnant and like there was no anxiety. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I was like, you don't know that. You don't know what you're talking about. She could very well have been having these kind of issues and hey her friend was there had her back and then you know things worked out where you know things they started connecting more and realized that this kind of this works really well and this feels like the right fit and let's just yeah let's just keep going forward with this and and you know this is where what makes us happy and this is what feels right as as you know this feels like the right relationship to just say hey this is this is us for until we drop dead you know <laughs> let's hang out mm-hmm. with each other until we drop dead yeah you know? 
uh which is yeah. nice also the other thing the other thing it's good to know uh that uh we all had a chance look looks wise um because <laughs> goddamn i think the other the only other odd reaction i think for people was the fact that it had to be the dude who looks like korean miss piggy like all right i, I don't know I, I uh he's a cool dude but he's, he's not the best looking dude <laughs> but you know what they're in love and that's all that matters but it is hilarious because it almost feels like we all had a chance which is which is you know we can take heart in, in knowing that uh, <laughs> uh but yeah good all the all the best of luck to uh mooney june and soil uh keep kicking ass uh, all right that was the fun opening now let's go to the less fun parts. But mm-hmm. luckily, I did f- forcibly put an article at the end so we can end on happy. But it's going to be not happy. But it's not time for YG rant. Yes. Yeah. This is a different kind of rant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, SNL Korea, uh, Korea female cast criticized for inappropriately <laughs> touching uh, B1A4 and Infinite. Uh, SNL Korea f- female cast members are currently under fire due to inappropriately touching members of B1A4 and Infinite while backstage at a meeting. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of like videos up there uh, around, going around, and a lot of back and forth. But basically, what happens? We start. There were uploaded videos of now at this point three uh, with Block B. Uh, so first B1A4 and Infinite, and we got an additional video for a Block B being subject to the same thing uh basically it's like a almost like a pre-show uh like powwow hype up you know get each other excited uh moment with the 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 staff and the the guests and Mm -hmm. for these boy band group guests uh it also involves at some point uh the female cast members just up and running up there and uh grabbing their junk like it's just that's what they do they just go up to them and they grab their junk, um, which I don't know about you, but last I checked, that was, um, I think that's considered sexual assault. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not, I'm not a huge expert on the law. I'm no lawyer, <laughs> but <laughs> all right. So I'll, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll, I'll take this in a couple of different directions. Um, so, f- first off, um, I think in in the general consensus, it's ideal is it, it's normally okay. In it's uh, it exists in a really weird space, right? You're kind of supposed to as a male be okay when women kind of are frisky with you in a joking manner because you're a guy. Ha ha. Um, but there does exist, exist a realm where that shit just ain't cool. And this, I think this is very much on the level of, all right, that calm down. Uh, that's just not cool. Um, like, and it's, it's it, i don't know it, it it i don't want to say it's the comfortability of the person because it's not because you know it's just something that 
at a certain standpoint, you just shouldn't fucking do right. And yeah. if it was a guy, it would have been it would have been fucking like plastered over every blog and media post and every TV station and local news everywhere. If it was a guy doing that to a girl, but because you know it's ladies doing it to guys, uh, I don't know. Um, until it reaches a point where somebody finally calls it the fuck out, and then it becomes a thing where it's like uh that's not cool like you know and and it i don't know it's just one of those it's it's, it's one of those things yeah uh like uh ultimately yeah it, it's it's appalling it's appalling kind of bit and like especially how it's been handled by by the group by by, by snl career where the only thing they've are cop to is the only thing they've copped to and apologized for is they've they've done these kind of uh okay these these half-assed apologies to B1A4 and their fans and that's it and Issa Young the comedian uh hasn't you know hasn't uh did like a handwritten apology cuz you know that solves everything uh cuz you know she mm-hmm. didn't type it she wrote it with a pen it means it's more sincere that way uh, and yeah, it, it, it and only to be one eight four and and barely kind of and talking about how it's just inappropriate behavior. Uh, it's it, it's just like and and the fact that it's 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 just looking at the videos. I mean, like uh, again, there if if this is an issue for you, I'd say probably don't watch those videos. But uh, it they're they're cornered on a wall. They're with people that they have to, haven't. They're about to have to work together with for work, uh, cornered and uh, you know assaulted, and then have to like laugh it off because it's the industry and they have to be polite. And then that then they have to go work with these people. It's like it, everything about it is so skeevy and uh, like it's just so wrong, <laughs> like. Uh, and everything about how they're handling it has been so wrong. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's just. Then I, it's, I, it's weird. This show needs to be canceled and everybody fired. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, everybody needs everybody needs to be out of a job because everybody's complicit. And this show needs to be canceled because uh, nobody gives a shit. And uh, they don't deserve to keep working in this industry. If they're going to be complicit in ritualistic sexual assault, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a it's an odd thing that only very recently would even be talked about. You know, like it because it's it's like I said, it's one of those things. It only exists in the realm of recent shit like because if it, if it was a guy doing it to a girl it would it would exist hardcore that it would just be like no this is a no-no and how dare you but you know because it's because it's women it just it doesn't it doesn't exist in a realm where anybody is going to say anything until they have to yeah uh because they're they're guys and they're supposed to take it yeah you know, you're supposed to be a man and take it uh yeah I don't know. It's, there are going to be even there are even going to be people who hear us say this and then have have our thoughts on this and be like, ah, just all in good fun, you know, like 
but at the same time, you're the same people that if that if that was a girl group and if it was the male comedians of SNL, you'd be like, this is deplorable. Yeah, they've <laughs> done know, that like, to like done that to, to IOI or to fucking to twice. If they had just gone up there and just start honking their their hooters, just like, <laughs> it's just like no, uh, this doesn't work. Like, um. Uh, just use the word hooters on this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I made it a little too silly. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, I definitely, I totally agree. I totally uh, agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think everybody needs to be fired. Go <laughs> fire everybody. Burn the whole place down. Uh, moving on. Speaking of fire. Got that fire. Oh, yeah. So uh, if you want to, if you, if you, if you want to, you can end the show here. Yes. Uh, and we won't blame you. Yeah. I mean, I'll just go ahead and say, uh, at the end, we're going to talk about how cool it's going to be that Nintendo is going to be on Universal Studios. We'll talk about it later. But you can go read the article and go find yeah. other opinions on that. And you can see, you can, we'll say bye. You know, enjoy, uh, go subscribe, uh, hallyjugu.com, kpoppodcast.com. Subscribe, like, share. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, All right. So now, minutes of bullshit. <laughs> bullshit artifice and bullshit uh we're no artifice we're gonna get real uh 21 officially disbands yeah uh, so so all right let, let, let let's tackle this let's tackle this a piece at a time right yeah. so it's not that 21 officially dis- disbanded it's that the official announcement has finally come that 21 is no longer a thing this isn't this isn't this isn't an announcement. This isn't fucking news. We knew this. Um, they were this done is, in May. <laughs> right. <laughs> May of 2014. Oh, um, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but this is something we've known for a very long time. This isn't, this isn't news to us within the fandom. This isn't news to anyone within who is news. They have to report it because at this point we have to, because it's, it's an official thing coming from YG. So whatever. Um, but as this stands, this is just them finally telling us what we, the writing that was already on the wall. Um, with that being, um, the news that comes of this is that there's there's no contract there's no official contract agreement between YG and um and Dara and no contract agreement between YG and CL. I think so. Uh, they, no, no, they, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Other way around. Yeah, other so. way around. Other way around. So oh, CL and, and Dara are still YG. Um because, you know, YG is going to push CL uh, to infinitum, and um, Dara will sign any contract because she knows where bread is buttered. Uh, <laughs> she will she will happily follow with, along with CL being her puppy yeah. dog, however she needs it. The thing I was getting to here was this more surprise of of Park Boom, who kind of has used a lot of the the resources given to her by uh, YG, um, but. You know what? I you probably have that. That's, she's probably had that same feeling that Minzy had, where you were just getting pushed yeah. to the back uh, after a long time. Yeah. And and, and, yeah, and honestly, at that point, like she's got because of her like big scandal uh, and how much she was pushed back and like put under the bus. Like 
uh she i don't know if she necessarily has any way back like to the public like mm-hmm. uh but yeah i mean the, apparently apparently uh they've known that neither bomb nor minzy n- that neither one of them had signed back in april uh mm-hmm. so the, hey, there's that part okay so we finally found out that they resigned but now it, it what follows that is the fact that we're finding out that all of this was known back in in like April May, um, which is which is appalling because we got a lot of other bullshit and lies. But uh, but yeah, we got all this word. Uh, CL and Dada uh, are signed. CL, you know, it's 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 kind of a bummer, but it's not surprising. It's you know we knew twenty one was basically dead in the water, but we, we kind of hoped that it, it would get a better sign off than this, you know, like a better ending, a little mm-hmm. bit more of a like less messy ending. Uh, but it is YG we're talking about. So <laughs> fucking YG is always a mess, uh, which ties into, I think uh, let's, we'll, we'll go back to wrapping it all together into why YG is an idiot. Uh, after we talk about the fact that, uh, Nam Taehyun of winner is officially leaving. Uh, we got word yeah. of that. Uh, after having... Tra- okay, uh, Nam Taehyun officially leaves winner. On the 25th, uh, YG, YG Entertainment officially announced that Ta- Nam Taehyun has left his group winner. Uh, the press release read, After having troubles keeping up with all of winner's promotions, Nam Taehyun suspended his activities as part of the group. And on the 18th, decided that after two years of being apart from being part of the group, uh, he could no longer continue and has handed his contract. Um, Nam Taehyun was cited as suspending his promotion activities in our October for mental health reasons. Um, a representative said after completing this year's very short promotions, Nam Taehyun unfortunately needed to take a few months off from the group to recover his mental health. All of the YG staff and the rest of the winners members hoped for Taehyun's uh, full recovery. However, the issue was one that he had had since a young age, and after realizing it wasn't not something that he would be able to recover from well enough to restart promotion, he decided to fully withdraw from the group. Although Winner and Nam Taehyun will not be able to promote together any longer, we hope that they can both be supported in their respective endeavors. Um, or there's another way to kind of put it. Uh, it's a full statement, uh, if you kind of want to read it here on Asian Junkie, uh, where they kind of, like, if you really read it, they kind of put, let's, let's put it, Winner, who had many things planned for them this year, had put all of their activities on hold, unfortunately, due to Taehyun's mental health issues. Uh YG and the other members have put Taehyun's mental health as a main priority and decided to wait for his recovery. However, due to the fact that the mental issue was one that had been present ever since childhood, it is impossible to predict when he will recover. After much discussions, we uh, we decided to, it is not possible for him to continue activities part of the winter, and as of November 18th, the exclusive contract between YG and Nam Taehyun has been terminated. This is mainly due to the fact that Taehyun felt responsible for the fact that the team was put on halt because of him and that winner, who's only two years into debut, couldn't, can no longer wait to continue their activities. Although, you know, YG plans to continue promoting winner as a form of group with no addition of new members. Uh, basically, if you want to translate... <laughs> It is Nuki translated. Why, yeah, it said, uh, our artist suffers from mental illness severe enough that he can't continue on with his dream. So here's a statement on his exit that puts all the burden of a group and a company on him. <laughs> Basically, says, we wanted to promote, but you know, this guy went crazy. 
I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read that particular release that much that way. As much as I read it, of we gave him a chance, and we're not sure. We're not sure. Like we gave him a chance. We're not fucking sure what's going on, and we're not sure if it can be fixed, and we have to continue making money, you know? Um, and I don't know. That that in itself is, is one thing. Um, it does make me wonder what issue like or or what pushed this issue so far because if this is something that he's been dealing with since since childhood he's made it pretty far in a career where there's a lot of stress you know um so i'm just wondering what could have exasperated that to the point that he couldn't keep performing you know that that's the thing that that i'm wondering about in all of this yeah, which which this all ties into uh what you know the the and i i the asian junkie headline kind of puts it right why just why g shamelessly lied and manipulated thus making a mess of this 21's disbandment uh which is yeah, uh, YG Entertainment announced earlier today that 21 would be disbanding. This wasn't all that surprising, but given some time to reflect on the timeline of events, it does make YG's fuckery and the handling of the situation apparent. YG admitted he knew back in May of this year that both Minzy and Park Bomb were done with the company and that 21 were finished as a group. However, at the time, he only revealed that Minzy didn't resign, resign with the company and would be leaving 21. YG followed that up with a blatant lie that the other three members had all re-upped. Uh, basically, the remaining <laughs> three members have re-signed and are preparing for a new song release for the summer as 21. We are not looking for an additional member to replace Minzy, which literally is a lie because he knew May that Bomb didn't sign. So, uh, like with his attempt to scapegoat Taehyun with Winner earlier today, it's clear now that YG was just trying to put the lack of a 21 comeback on Minzy's shoulder. Uh, since she was no longer an asset, even though he knew what 21 was done anyway. Uh, what followed was, a predict- was predictable in a situation where the company blames a departing member for the group not being able to come back, and 21 stands flooded Minzy's social media with snake emojis and all kinds of shit basically calling a traitor. Uh, YG thus managed to keep most of the 21 fandom from turning on the remaining members or on him, instead keeping them Minzy... Minzy- giving them Minzy to focus on for the group's troubles. In retrospect, this helps explain why Minzy perhaps came off bitter and ungrateful at the time she left, and it also explains why Minzy's dad and her friend were unhappy, all with links on mm-hmm. this article, uh, despite it coming off as salty and unproductive at the time. After all, who wouldn't be pissed that your friend was being scapegoated? But that's not the end of it, because YG announced later that CL's American advancement would continue with the Hello Bitches tour. On the tour, she performed a ton of 21 songs because she only has four songs, four solo songs. Of course, it was basically a 21 tour. Just she was the only one playing, uh, performing them. Uh, many of whom still thought the group was, would be coming back any day now, thanks to CL and Sandara vaguely hinting it at it all the time. Well, surprise, they were the two who were under contract and used that hope to take the money of fans and sell CL's tour tickets. Uh, which we remember because they kept like putting it on their social media. It's like, oh, we could come back soon. We're working on stuff. Uh, which of course was all bullshit. Uh, YG also had to make sure, also made sure that his 21 replacement group, Blackpink, was firmly established and could take the torch from 21 eventually. This isn't a diss of Blackpink at all who had no fault in this, which is just an important point. 
Blackpink has no fault in this. They're just kind of stuck in an unfortunate situation here. Keep loving Blackpink because they're fantastic. Uh, just it's YG. Uh, it's just that fuckhead YG himself uh, said himself about Blackpink. Uh, Blackpink. Blackpink uh, essentially being a direct replacement for 21, except pretty too. Uh, quote, if you ask me to distinguish with Blackpink for 21, I want to say I did not try to make them different. Uh, Young said, if you ask me what differentiates them from other girl groups, I will say I did not form them with that in mind. I tried to make the YG version of a girl group like I did with 21, but this time I want, wanted the girls to look pretty too with skills. Uh, he admitted that Blackpink songs were written by Teddy, the main producer for 21, who wrote hit songs for them, including I'm the Best Ugly and Can't Nobody. Uh, but it has a different feeling with different persons wearing the same clothes. When different per- persons wear the same clothes, he said two teams have different voices and different faces. Uh, so basically, once YG had maxed out all the money, he could milk off 21 with CL Story. He wants Blackpink to establish himself. He just kind of said, okay, we can say that. Um... I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot They're you can you could. Go, there's a lot you could go out and read about a lot of this shit. And then the only thing that I say comes of any of it is it goes back to one of the one of the original things we said a long time ago, which is it's hard to love an industry where you hate the labels and love the groups. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's hard to talk about an industry where you hate the labels and love the groups. Yeah. Um, when when we started this podcast, we loved everything about K-pop. Yeah. You know? And and it, it was this thing that could do no wrong. And it, it, and it existed. And it was fun. And it was engrossing. And it, it was an adventure. Um, and it continues to be that. But more and more every day, it becomes this, this struggle with... Man, I really love that group, but fuck, I hate that label. Um, and it becomes a continuing struggle where you just you don't know what to do. You know, you don't know how to go about it because you 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 want to support the groups that you like and you want to love everything about it, but you can't because you're not allowed to. You know, like just morally you're just not allowed to dude it's doesn't just right. nothing yeah nothing about it feels right it doesn't come across good there's there's some so, so it much just, i think uh, uh, the the phrase that i love that uh so i've i've watched uh i marathoned all of the gilmore girls revival uh <laughs> and and uh all right so spoiler I'm going to spoil something. So uh, if you're still here for this, just understand I'm going to spoil a moment, which is a big moment. So if you're going to, uh, you're going to go watch it. I don't want to spoil this moment because it's an amazing moment. Uh, so skip like a few seconds forward, but Emily Gilmore has a great moment, uh, with, uh, like a, like a DAR interview of a perspective client who's like a trade free wife. And they're obviously like, uh, there's this like young girl who's wanted to join the DAR who's like the latest trophy wife of some guy and it was very obvious that they were like sniping at her but she didn't get it and Emily was just sitting there like you know she's just over at this point like she's just reassessing it and she just uh, out and says uh, bullshit uh, <laughs> and, uh, and she comes with the phrase 
Uh, I'm sick of all this artifice and bullshit. And the 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 phrase artifice and bullshit, I think, is one of the uh, one that uh, I think I can think of when I talk about the, all the industry. Like, there's so much fun, but there's so much artifice and bullshit. Like, so much artificiality and and like, which is, I mean, not unique to this industry. Uh, yeah, but like, so much of the, you, you, it's one of those things where you you. There are certain things that are unique to it, but it just makes you realize how much of the entire pop music industry is artifice and bullshit, and how much the entire music industry is run by charlat- charlatans and uh, crooks. Like, <laughs> yeah, to a certain extent, which is what makes you love things like cram pop. Um, they they could have easily gotten caught up in in the bullshit of the industry, but they they circumvented it in a really good way, and they they continue. And there's a lot of groups that circumvented in really good ways, and there's a lot of individuals, Jay Park being one of them, which is why why you said like earlier, we we really like those individuals who can enter this thing that is going to use them as a product. And we all understand that. We all understand that. Or I hope that we do coming into this that. It, it it is a product ridden thing. You you are a commodity. You are a product. The things that we just don't enjoy is is being lied to when we when we know that you're bullshitting us. You know, it, it's it's hard to love you when I can see the bullshit on your face. You know what I'm saying? Like we knew 21 wasn't coming back, and when we we screamed it from the mountaintops that 21 wasn't coming back. Um. And so did other people. And the fact that you tried so hard to lie to us in in this way, like only more makes us have this disdain, you know, for everything else. And like you said, and, and, and like everyone else is saying, and I'm glad people are saying this is is the people who could suffer from this the most are Blackpink. But everybody is taking that stand to say, don't blame them. Blame the people behind them, you know. Because that's who you should blame. Um, yeah. If you take anything away from anything that we said today, it's it's always it's always you, you got to do your research, man. You can't take shit at face value. You just can't anymore because um, people are always going to lie to you uh, yeah. at at face value. Um, yeah, and hopefully. And, and it's hard, right? Because normally we would tell you, vote with your dollars, like, like you know, like hurt them where it counts. But then you're hurting those groups that you love. So yeah. it's it's a really, really, really hard thing to deal with, and it's a it's a really hard thing to even talk about. Like I don't, I, I even don't want to comment on it because I feel like it creates a really weird space for this thing that i love um even within myself like it it makes it really hard for me to continue with this and the thing that i it allows me to continue is being able to do this podcast and being able to to vent on it and get it out but have to think about what i'm saying and not just yell and 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 have disdain for it but really have to really think about my comments like an actual journalist would and yeah as much as i as much as i want to say don't buy things from yg I can't because I want to support those artists because I love Big Bang. I like Blackpink as a group. They're doing really well and I, I appreciate um, what they're doing. And they, but they, honestly, they deserve better than just being, you know, 21 but pretty. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Which, is, um, which is a fucking and bullshit the, comment. 
there just has to be better ways to to go about making these people understand that as much as we love this industry and as much as we're going to continue to pour money into it, they have to start respecting everyone. Um, It's been a long, hard push to get them to respect the people that they're putting in front of us. uh, But now we have to uh, circle around to getting them to respecting us as an audience as well. And I think that's really what it is. And I think that's the biggest takeaway we could say is we have to get them to respect us as an audience because they don't yeah uh and never forget that yg was the one yg is the guy that uh that uh uh got interested in his wife when she was in middle school and then late years later when she debuted in his under his label on a group he deliberately tanked her group uh so that nobody would would pay more attention to her and then pressured her to date him uh, as a, as a as her boss. Hmm. Never let that let nobody ever forget that was a thing that how he got his wife uh, through manipulation and and uh, and harassment. Because fuck YG, fuck YG. Um, yeah. Enough about enough ranting about YG. Let's. I want to end on a positive. Uh, this is. And you know what? It still qualifies as not as a as part of our show because our our the original intent of our show was anything but anime, and this is not anime, so at least it's not. All right. Uh, even though there's probably other podcasts that cover this, but I needed something positive. Uh, Nintendo announces that its Universal Studios attractions are coming to the U.S. too. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto promises. Shigeru Miyamoto promises fun for theme park guests, not just in Japan, but also California and Florida. Um, you may have to go pretty far back in your memory banks to find it, but can you remember the first time you picked up a Super Mushroom and Super Mario game? Can you recall the feeling of wonder as the heroic plumber suddenly grew in size? That's basically what's happening with the partnership between Nintendo Universal Studios Japan. Uh, the video game developer and Osaka branch of the movie-themed restaurant, uh, movie-themed amusement park, uh, first announced a vague alliance in 2015, and then last spring we found out that Nintendo's games uh, weren't just going to serve as the inspiration for a single attraction, but a whole section to be added to the park. Shortly thereafter, we learned that Universal Studios Japan would be pumping some uh, 50 billion yen, or about $400 million, into the project, more than it had spent on its immensely impressive Wizarding World of Harry Potter section. Uh, now comes the partnership's biggest power-up yet, as Nintendo has officially announced that it's not just Universal Studios Japan that'll be getting Nintendo attractions, but also the U.S.'s Universal Studios Hollywood in Orlando. The announcement yeah. video features Shigeru Miyamoto and and the other dude. Uh, there's no word if the if the put in the Universal Studios Orlando or Florida are getting full sections. We know Japan is getting a full section. We don't know if it's just we're gonna get like some skins of some stuff or some attractions or if, uh, you know if Orlando or Florida are also getting full sections. Because uh, I know there's Wizard. Does Florida have a Wizarding World of Harry Potter? I think they do. Yeah, like a full wizard. So. I'm not power. sure. Yeah, uh, so that would be cool. Uh, this this is cool. Like no matter no matter what we get, this is just seems like really fun and really cool thing to have happen. Uh, and if nothing else, this seems like a really great bonus thing to look forward to when we finally go to Japan. <laughs> Are you excited? I mean. Uh, 
I'm I'm kind of excited. I'm only excited until I actually see what it's gonna be. Yeah. Uh, and, and and until I see that, I I hold I reserve. <laughs> uh, so so we'll 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 see. Uh, and I, I'll hold my excitement for then. But it, well, I think it's a cool concept, stuff. and I think it's a definitely a definitely fascinating concept. Yeah. I'm still mad that they got rid of Tower of Terror, so I'm gonna hold on to that for the rest of my fucking life. Uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna vote with my dollars on that. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Um, because yeah. fuck you, dude. For Twilight Zone is the best fucking thing to ever exist. How dare you? How fucking dare you, dude? Yeah. I'll fuck. Uh, you want to fight? You want to fucking fight? I'll fight you. Yeah. So what? What? Are, I'll ask you this: What Nintendo ri- themed rides do you want? What would be one Nintendo themed ride you would want? I have an idea, but I'll tell. I'll wait for you. I have no idea. Like. Uh, because n- n- Nintendo's always been cool to me, but Sony characters have always stayed with me. So there, there's always those things in my head. But if I have to really, really think about it, like, I, I really wouldn't give a fuck about a Mario ride. Um, fuck. I don't even know, dude. Like, shit. Maybe it, it would probably be something Mario related would probably be cool at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like in the realm of how new rides work, it would end up just being some virtual reality bullshit. And I don't, yeah. I don't I, at that point, I wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. I just wouldn't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I want, want really cool Nintendo World themed roller coaster. That's like, like, yeah. it's just super exciting, has a lot of visually stunning things and like animatronics. But that's not where we're gonna get. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you know what? I would love Mario Kart. Yeah, like, fucking like with go karts. Well, I mean, literally, yeah, with carts, and with like somehow they could figure out the power ups. Like they, 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 they could have like maybe like uh, I don't See, know, that, somewhat like AR or reality too. At that point, it would be AR. It would be and AR, then- but it doesn't have to be like you have a headset on your head. It could just be like projected on like the floor. Like or something like that. Maybe I don't. Know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll and have to like, wait. W- and then like it could aff- the a cart could get affected like physically. Like you know yeah. you, you show you shoot a shell and then suddenly your cart spins around. Yeah, you know, the cart stops and like spins around and then you have to like wait a moment before you can drive off again. Uh yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's it's exciting, but we'll see what it comes. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto prom- promises that it's going to be fun. And you know what? I, I, if, if I'm going to believe anybody about fun. I'm going to believe uh, that wrinkly old, adorable uh, Japanese man. Uh, yeah. All right. right. That brings us to the end of another episode of Halijuku. A nice happy end. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kaz, what do you yeah. got going on in your world? Uh, not much. About to go do some 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 streamings. So, it's really weird to go to, to would be to tell you to check that out because it'd be over by the time you listen to this. Um, but yeah, so so doing some more streaming stuff. Uh, the DKG YouTube channel, as I always tell you, go check that out. Uh, hopefully new stuff coming. If Curly ever uploads it, I send him the shit, and then he doesn't upload it. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> uh, but yeah, so so all those things. Go check that stuff out. Um, I don't know. Just be happy. Yes. Vote with your dollars. Yes. Vote, vote with your dollars not, and vote with cents. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
that being said, uh, yeah, he's at King Kaz. I'm at PD Rave. The show's Halijuku. Uh, Halijuku.com or kpoppodcast.com. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Keep an eye out for stuff. Rebelli TV on YouTube, on Twitch, on the other thing. Might, might be more consistent on. I don't know. I keep saying that I'm going to try to be more consistent with streaming. But it never works. You'll out. get there. It takes time. It takes time. It takes time. I'll construct something. I'll, I'll figure it out. Maybe that'll be my resolution for 2017. Yeah. You don't have to stream for five hours at a time. Just two hours at a time. Or an hour. 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I have ideas. I just gotta execute. You know. Mm-hmm. Lazy as fuck. I just gotta get over that. Uh, but that's the thing. Uh, but keep an eye out for that. Uh, like, listen, and things. subscribe. Yeah. iTunes, Stitcher. No, not so much Stitcher. They're kind of assholes. Yeah. Uh, but we're wherever you get podcasts. Google Play. No, we're on Google Play. Google Play. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>